that I, I think I you sent, sent it, it to, to me. you. Should we open it? Yes. Welcome back to another episode of Lemon Pepper Whip Podcast, bringing you the latest, the laughter, and the lessons we learn along the way. The lemon is what leaves a sour taste in our mouths. The pepper is that hot topic that has everybody talking. And the wet is what quenches our thirst and gives us life. I'm Bethany. And I'm Christina. Cheers. Ooh, that was a good one. Thanks. What you guys just heard was a mix of Megan Thee Stallion and Gucci. Um, I found it on Twitter by a girl named Sam, at Sam Garong. Check her out. Sammy G. I thought that was so perfect. What's been up, man? Where have you been? I've been out here, man. You've been out here working? I've been been working. I feel like our last episode should have been gone to November. Yeah. We literally have not been here in months. But I've been working. I just had a birthday. Happy birthday! Thank you. Thank you so much. How was your birthday? It was so good. I had. I feel like I'm one of those people that never thinks about my birthday until the last minute, mm-hmm. and then I always end up having such a good birthday. Uh-huh. And this year was no different. I really enjoyed myself. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. What about you? Um, more of the same. Celebrating your birthday. Lots of work. Although I did quit. My last day at the restaurant was yesterday, Saturday. Yes, right? Yeah. And I guess my reason for even starting the restaurant was to have like a little cushion, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm still young. I'm still very able-bodied. So it feels like... I don't know. It's always a balancing act. We always talk about like how capitalism would have you like work until you're dead. Yes. So it's like a balancing act between trying to grind it out, trying to level up yeah. exponentially, but also just still enjoying life. So luckily, one of my other jobs is we're growing really quickly. So I was able to like lay down Bacado move on from that which i'm so glad i'm so glad you know there's you don't have to work a million different jobs you could just go hard at one or two jobs yeah but i feel you would think that but not every job has the same growth potential okay so like for me at my primary job which is for you guys who don't know i'm an ultrasound tech I can only go so far and that Mm -hmm. generally comes with time and seniority yeah and just having been at a place but a lot of people will understand that like a lot of a lot of people who work in the medical field I think that that is a similar story I mean I could become more specialized but then that would require like leaving my job and starting over new somewhere else but also I think just in these past few months of like trying on different job hats if you will yeah i'm just learning that nothing's off the table you can like do whatever you can you do want. whatever you want whenever yeah yeah and, and it's just all about doing it and not even 
what is the who I don't know who said it but you always see it it's like a little saying that's like there's some white man getting paid however much more than you are to do the same things that you do except that he's unqualified to do it or something like that it's just like you don't have to have these specified skills or attributes listed on your application I mean you know what you're capable of I find that most things that I've learned in my adult life came from me just like sourcing the answer like researching something on my own youtubing like figuring out how to do stuff which has in turn like put i've been able to put myself in a position of like opportunity in a lot of different arenas that i didn't expect so anyway i'm good i'm happy (laughs) you good i'm good i'm working trying to get this cash Anybody have a truck they're trying to bless me with? Like, (laughs) I would take it right now. You don't have to wait. I'm ready. (laughs) Okay, so you heard it. If you got trucks, slide in Christina's DMs. Please. Please. Or my driveway. Either way. (laughs) So, up first, we have some Atlanta topics on the table. Yeah. And let's start with the lemon. Uh, Okay, so this weekend, I guess anytime any, like, federal government official comes to town, it's always crazy. I remember, like, was it maybe two years ago when Pence came to town and they had all of I-75 shut down Ugh. in the middle of the day. Like, traffic in Atlanta is already hellacious. Y'all know if you don't live it's here. It's always rush hour. You, you know if, even if you don't live here yeah. how bad traffic is in Atlanta. So, Trump came to town, and interestingly enough, what brought him to town was to mm. garner black, or to campaign for black voters in the upcoming 2020 election. Right. Um, and the name of him his campaign is Black Voices for Trump. Yeah, that's or, it. Yeah. That's exactly And of it. course he would come to Atlanta. It's just like... The blackest city in Chocolate the city. state. <laughs> Not in the state, in the country. In the country, yeah. Yeah, so he came, um, and you know what? I was talking to some coworkers, and I was like, you know... I don't know if I ever felt this irritated when, like, Obama came to town. No! You were, like, happy that you were in the same, like, vicinity. Yeah, we were breathing kind of the same Right. (laughs) But his presence was just irritating and inconvenient. Yeah. It's like, we don't... None of us want you here. But apparently, at least 300 black people did want him here. At least 300. I'm looking at these pictures from the campaign. There are... It looks like they got the only four black people in the room in this picture that are wearing black voices for Trump. And then there are white people, numerous white people in the background that have black voices for Trump shirts on, which is I'm confusion by that because (laughs) I don't understand. But well, isn't it isn't it kind of known that he pays black people to come to his rally? Oh, does he? I was under that impression. Yo, that people he will has do ringers. anything for a dollar. <laughs> I mean, I do guess. anything for a dollar. Yeah, but I, I, I don't need it that bad. No. Like, but then again, I don't know. I've never been in a position where you're I right. Needed, you're you right. Know, and I kind of get with politics in general. I kind of always get to that point of like everybody's fucking corrupt. It's all hidden agendas and it's all like smoke and mirrors, like not so much conspiracy, but just truthfully, it's like it's hard to serve the interests of such a diverse collection of people like, Mm -hmm. you know, 
white supremacy, racism in America benefits white people so much so that I totally understand why it's easier for you to protect those interests. Like, I get why you don't want to give up that power because knowing the kind of power you have and not ever being able to get it because of how the the discrepancy, like Mm -hmm. how great that divide is. It's like, I don't know. It's just like, I'm not, I'm not shocked by it. I'm not shocked by anything. I'm not shocked by this. It's just, it's annoying. It's it's irritating and annoying because I don't, when I think of him, I don't see a person that stands for anything positive. No. Right. And for people who are such diehard supporters, I'm like, well, you're just as bad. You don't stand for anything positive either. Kanye. Ugh, Kanye. Side note, did you listen to his album at all? I did. I let it play in the background. I wasn't impressed. I wasn't moved. How are you feeling about this Kanye meets gospel meets Christianity Kanye for Christianity like (laughs) what (laughs) Pastor Ye (laughs) Uh, I don't know if I think it's genuine I'm Uh not sure how genuine he's being there's one thing if he really you know does feel that way and it's another if this is just like another phase in the artist I meant that to is look climbing. up I meant to look up because you know he does these Sunday service things and yes. he tours around the country it's a yeah. it's a concert series essentially he took it to Jamaica which I thought was very interesting wow a very Christian place yeah but I'm just like I wonder if like what does your bible say be be weary of false prophets and things like that yes, like, I'm wondering I'm if weary. he's like <laughs> charging people to come into his Sunday service you know what I mean like I, I ha- don't think he is no I, you know what don't fact facts don't matter I don't know if he is <laughs> but I, I just I don't feel any kind of like yeah I get it you don't you know? feel moved I will say that I listened to maybe the first five uh tracks off the album and i'm not impressed uh, kanye's a, an amazing producer yeah and that's all i'll say about Ooh. that his choir sounds great but yeah. anything but even that, still I'm like okay like, eh. here okay like i don't consider myself i was raised in a church yeah like i went to church every sunday and even now like when i listen to gospel music from my childhood and i hear like the power behind like a choir like an all-black choir yes i feel moved like i literally get chills or i'm become emotional yes. by it but listening like y'all know y'all would be jamming to kirk franklin it would be like emotional was like kirk, was kirk franklin involved in know i don't know about that but i'm just like i don't feel the same compulsion that no you do from some of your classic christian songs or when or or almost like when you know the conviction is real behind the artistry and i don't know yeah i just i i like you said i'm not i'm not so sold that it's just not another gimmick another like publicity thing the next phase of the this, artist this like, feels this feels like a next thing for him like, yeah this is the this is the christianity era this is the gospel era of yeah. Kanye west and, and she, also like going back to trump 
anybody who supports him i don't i can't fuck with you yeah you know what i mean so it's like oh as i i miss the old kanye yeah basically like i, mean, I don't whatever he's doing right now with his red hat i i just can't <laughs> abide yeah abide it. I like don't like it people are allowed to evolve and change so they i guess are. it's just like if you maybe you just grew out of me like I, you know what i'm saying like i think it's just like when you watch a show and then after a while you're just like i'm not feeling it anymore and yeah. you just don't finish the series like it's kind of like that the, that's ooh, okay what's the show what's the show that you did that oh walking story? dead oh yeah walking dead became For sure. so repetitive i was like y'all doing the same shit and it became repetitive where's it became the solution boring yeah i need solutions they're gonna come out with another side sidebar they're coming out with another series of walking dead kind of like how they did fear the walking dead but this is like some years off into the future and mm. it's like a community another one of those communities where they basically each they don't go outside like people haven't fucked with the zombies in a really long time Ooh. but this group of kids decides to venture out okay <clears throat> that could fine. be interesting I, I don't know i literally turned it on like a week ago maybe mm-hmm. i think they're in season nine now ten, ten which yes. is crazy so i literally just like picked up started watching it i recognized some of the characters and again it's just more of the same shit i'm like oh y'all still doing the same shit y'all was doing three years ago huh haven't learned haven't learned <laughs> right <laughs> um so yeah oh but to get back to kanye yeah sheila i don't know sheila's last name but y'all know sheila or some of you may know sheila she's ace's fiance like Ace's oh fiance okay she's also a founder of curvy curly conscious and she makes meditation tapes i mean she's her own person outside of it but anyway okay (laughs) um she brought up a good point too a while ago she was just like i feel like that kind of it's sacred like that you know that community of church and sunday service is such a sacred thing for black people for kanye to make it like this kind of thing to be just enjoyed by white people like people come and Mm. they watch this sacred thing that they know nothing about it's It's performative yes it is a performance but it's like like we're putting on a yeah show we're putting for on for y'all. your days yeah. yeah and not necessarily like to honor or reverence you know whomever you know what i'm yeah. saying it's just like i don't know so it kind of takes away the the sacredness i'm not interested not interested bottom line i'm not interested i don't I don't know the fucking vibes. I don't don't like it. (laughs) There was a time when I was like, you know, when North would be like up there dancing and stuff. I was like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. The the very, 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 very beginnings of it, I thought was cool. But then I think maybe when he took it to Coachella, Mm -hmm. that's when I really Mm. started to side eye some things. I forgot about that. The growth of it was it's just trendy and like weird it's just weird like another thing to be co-opted you yeah know, another black tradition to be co-opted so whatevs anyway trump stay your ass out of atlanta please we don't, we don't fuck with you, need you there here. was there was um one in particular protest i saw so many people were out like we don't fuck with you basically (laughs) there was a lot of pushback and that's one thing i love about our city is that we 
when there's some shit we don't like, you'll know. Yeah. So, granted, there were some people who, and some of our community who showed up for Trump, there was a lot more who weren't here for it. Yeah. Good good on y'all. Good on us. (laughs) Well, and I'm just like, you know, I guess I can't understand, like, what the initiative is behind Black Voices. Like, I've read... He's trying to get votes. I mean, I get that, but he's not... in, In what sense? Like, where's the incentive? How are you incentivizing this? Like, are you... What are you doing for, like, housing? What are you doing for, like people who need medical care like what are you where's your what's the plan what's man the plan? <laughs> like, i have yet I, you know but at the same time i'm not interested in anything he has to say so i don't research right yeah a woman he, asked me last night if i'm literally just learning that that is the reason he was here because that is how far i disengage from conversations around regarding trump and his administration like what am i trying to say i don't know (laughs) i understand that it's good to be in the know but i also understand that i just gotta protect my brain like i gotta guard myself in some in some instances Ooh, uh another sidebar so this this is definitely a lemon for me and this uh brought up somebody uh i don't remember who it was but they they brought up a term to me that i was like oh this is perfect racial trolling racial trolling if what you does that had mean? to if you had to guess what that means what racial do you think it means trolling yes <sighs> racial trolling yeah I okay this it instantly makes me think of like some Rachel Dolezal type deal ah okay okay but that ain't it that's not it okay (laughs) what is it okay so I have to explain the situation first okay so um for work we have people that come in town Mm -hmm. like client and stuff like that these this group of people came from Boston so racist as there's God. that there's that <laughs> so um another co-worker was like taking them to dinner or something like that and they were having a conversation in the back mind you she is a black person uh-huh. and she's not engaging in the conversation uh-huh. she's just hearing that and they know she's a black person because they obviously saw her mm-hmm. they're all white mm-hmm. there's no black people or no not even a person of color so someone was like, oh, yeah, so what's Atlanta known for? Another person responded, slavery. <gasps> okay, so that's racial trolling. I feel like that is a perfect example of racial trolling because I do feel, I feel as though there are some white people who say things specifically to get a rise out of you okay to spawn some kind is of is it racial trolling or is it just racism mm, shit maybe a little from column a a little from column b <laughs> like it's, it's its own entity it's uh-huh. fucking annoying but i do think that they will say things or do things 
that they know will get a rise out of you just so you can have an argument and then you could be that angry black woman or that aggressive black man you could be like why why are you so mad I'm just yeah, trying to like, sorry I'm just trying I just want to know like I don't know yeah and it's so like, you know irritating better. like yeah you, why would that be the first thing you think of when you think of Atlanta there's Coca-Cola right there's Turner, there's CNN, mm-hmm. there's Stone Mountain, also racist, <laughs> but it's not slavery. Right, you know, right. there's so many things you could say, but yet you chose to say. Or was that. it j- okay? Okay, but then, or is it just are like we being sensitive? Are we being sensitive? No. And, wait a second, though. Okay. Or is it just on more of the tip, like? this is like let's not for let's not forget like the south is known for fucking slavery like all of the things that you just named Mm -hmm. racist all things are racist but (laughs) why slavery like i don't know i think choosing that and by the way the person who said racial trolling was my friend stefan at late night junior on twitter yeah i i feel i feel like for whatever reason, you saying that initially was just why? Is that what you think of when you think of Atlanta? Slavery? Um, that's what I think of when I think of the South. Like when people, when we talk about America's Southern history, you yeah, think of slavery. I think okay. of fucking slavery. Fine. Fair, but what is Atlanta known for? Slavery. I don't know that that would have like pushed me over the edge. What, what, okay. When you started describing it, mine would be, my example would be like, cause I always get this kind of shit at work. Okay. My example would be, I probably mentioned it here before when this girl asked me who was a person of color, but she's white passing. She's mm-hmm. a Latinx person. Yes. And, um, she a black woman was checking out at the window and when she left she in a group of a room full of people asked me christina didn't she smell like shea butter or cocoa butter oh my like that to me feels more like racial trolling because the truth of the matter is i mean yes the south is known for slavery like that's not a lie you know what i'm saying or when this girl asked me like do you know of any like housing assistance programs And I'm like, why the fuck why? would I know that? Out like everybody in this room. Yeah, why you ask me? me? We work in the same fucking place, bitch. We make the same money. Like, no, I don't. You know, like, that to me feels like racial trolling more so than saying the South is known for slavery. Because I'm like, or saying Atlanta is known for slavery. Because I'm like, well, it's not a lie. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. I think... I mean, I guess because you are a person who's proud to be from Atlanta. Right. But and that is not what I think of when I think of Atlanta. Not all. I think about maybe when I think of like the South, like you said, but that's not the first thing I'm going to say. As as someone who's like new to this, that you're here visiting and you want to know like, what can I see? Like, what's it known for? You know what I mean? For you to say that is just... That's not but I feel like that's like kind of a liberal, like a neoliberal response. Not necessarily like I'm trying to be funny, but just like 
you know the history of the South is like, this is why we don't come here. This is why people call, like, white people in the South or people in the South. <laughs> yeah, Boston's hella racist. Yeah, so anyway, and, whatever. And maybe, and maybe that's also why like, I was just like, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I will say, this, shit, it's been so long since we've been on the podcast. Like, I'm starting to think of things yeah. that have happened since we recorded. But I felt... I had one of the most like TV moments. Okay. This is this is shit that should be written into Insecure and I'm sure it's happened somewhere on TV before. But I was sitting there minding my own business mm-hmm. at work. I had my hair out. I never I don't typically wear my hair just out out out. Uh-huh. But I had just washed it, twist out popping, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the um hair lady who was a white woman Mm -hmm. she proceeds to come up behind me and pat 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 my hair i immediately reacted my homegirl reacted like no you should (laughs) never touch a black woman's hair you shouldn't touch people period like why is that even first of all you should not just don't put your hands on people like we're not friends we don't know each other we don't we don't know each other yeah but also the fact that i'm saying no that i moved my body i got out the way and you continued to pet me like a chia pet and say oh i just like it you know it's my that i felt like that was hella aggressive to me i felt violent it's like you said it's violent I felt like maybe that wasn't racial trolling, but that was very tone deaf. Yeah. <clears throat> very no, tone deaf. I don't even know if I give it that because I feel like there's so many like terms and like divisive language that's used to describe like inappropriate behavior by white people towards black people when really it's all just like you're racist. You're a racist <laughs> person. Like I, I, I don't even know. I'm, I won't. Ca- I will call her ignorant. Is what I'll say. All right, fine. And it just further confirms that people don't take hints. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. They feel as though I'm entitled to do this because why? Whatever reason. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, Trump of Town, we all hated it. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You had, Lemon, more sad news from Atlanta. Sad news from Atlanta. On October 30th, uh, a student from Clark, Atlanta, Alexis Crawford, was reported missing. A uh, 21-year-old young girl, beautiful girl. She was uh, she was reported missing, um, or that was the last time people saw her. She was reported missing on November first, and come to find out, her roommate and her roommate's boyfriend, also 21, killed her and covered it up the roommate was in contact with the family she was posting like her missing yes her missing post uh, her missing person's poster and i really miss my friend this is such a hard time blah 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 and what was really what really broke my heart about this situation is that a few days earlier alexis reported the roommate's boyfriend 
for sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. He came on to her. Obviously, she wasn't into that shit. Reported him. He found out. And I guess they... I don't know. I don't know how they did it. She died of asphyxiation. But I think the boyfriend was the one who actually killed her. The The roommate knew about it. Yeah. And didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. So, that one really... I, I don't even... Like, over the last week or so, there was three cases that I saw personally of young black women missing in Atlanta. Yeah. One of them has been returned, has been found and returned safely to her family. Um, and just, that was a young girl from high school. But this one, it just, it just really hurt my heart. Yeah. I mean, every like couple years, I feel like there's always like a little bit of buzz surrounding like the trafficking issue in Atlanta. Like for people who don't know, there's some very high rate of human trafficking that predominantly affects young black women and girls here in Atlanta. And like, I remember being in, okay, so this is a thing. I remember being in, I was at, um, where was I? I was in East Atlanta and I was at the pizza place with my cousin and there was this guy who was with this young girl who clearly she was less than 21 like east atlanta is like a bar hub in atlanta so like after a certain time it's just like not appropriate i feel like or it's just not likely that you're going to see young kids or teenagers hanging out there because it's like you can't go anywhere around here you're under 21 and i remember having the thought of to myself of like this feels fishy to me yeah Yeah. and i did i was really stuck in a hard place because i'm like this is not a situation where i want to call or notify the police of a black man who very well could be doing nothing wrong like he's not being aggressive to her towards her he's not being violent towards her but and i couldn't clearly tell what the relationship between the two of them was like it might have been her father it may have been her older brother or something like that but it just was it was it something was a little bit off to me about it and like I think about it often honestly and that was years ago but I'm just like in those situations you're kind of like stuck because like you already know how we feel about the police over here so it's like I'm not quick to call the police on a black person and that's so unfortunate it is yeah and so I don't know I'm just like At that moment, all I felt like I had in my power was, like, thoughts and prayers. Like, I hope everything in this situation is fine. I know, but it's just, like, literally, I'm not seeing you do anything wrong, you know? So, it's, like, I don't... It's just an odd pairing. It's an odd pairing and an odd place at an odd time. And... I don't know. Just, yeah. So, I mean, we know, we all know the, like... Well, maybe we don't just like the basic like it's not a fucking game out here and even i have to catch myself sometimes about going places late at night by myself and like yes. the advisories like don't park in between two large cars and like yeah. don't go anywhere late at night by yourself and like don't but then i think about people like i have friends who don't have cars get off of work late and like 
the the way you survive is by being independent and traveling alone like you can't always have Have a buddy a buddy you know what i'm saying so it's like then you want to arm yourself but then arming yourself adds a whole new like layer of i don't know it's just it's a fucking sad situation it's it's hard it it, if anything her situation uh the alexis crawford story and also alexis sky just Alexis guy, one of Betty Wop's baby mamas. I don't know what else she was. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. But She's a love and hip hop. Okay. Sure. Okay. <laughs> she um she just posted an Instagram video sharing her experience with being sex trafficked. Yeah. And then there was another video of this other young black woman talking about being sex trafficked like right off memorial yeah and, and she's like had a young child yes. and, like was drugged and raped raped repeatedly, repeatedly by yes. a group of men and it's like Ugh, watch it, your girls man. It's, it's it's made me feel very a lot more vigilant than before and i just i kind of cringe to think about how i how i used to move when i was a lot younger yeah and as if nothing could happen to me. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's just, you know, that's just growing up. That's just you know, being young. That's just yeah, being you kind of have that invincibility, like, immoral, like, dies over you. You know, exactly. like, you're just not thinking clearly. Or you just, you're just unaware of the dangers that... Unaware and feeling as though this couldn't be me. That's somebody else. Exactly. Or what? Yeah. And I think a lot of it is like a deep rooted. I have to remind myself, like even in my thoughts, not to be victim, victim blaming. Because a lot of my, I notice like within my own thoughts, I'm like, see, that's why you can't be hanging out at these places and blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, that's very victim blaming. Like, yeah. what was she doing? Why was she out that late? Why was she? And it's like, not, it's not the questions that, that we need to be asking. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, y'all know I have younger sisters. So it's like, I'll be just thinking about that shit. Like not, n- but yeah, the, what ifs? like, you know, like, are we doing enough to let them know? Like, it's not a game out here. Yeah. Like we having conversations with them. But at the same time, them. it's I I don't ever want to put fear, fear. Yeah. as if you cannot live your life because that's that's the sad part of it. Is you know I, I I feel as women, especially young black women, we have to look out for so much more. Mm-hmm. Niggas are out here harvesting black organs. it's not a game (laughs) like these are the cold hard facts but at the same time i don't want to feel limited in the things that i can do or the places Places i can go and i don't want to be scared in my own body so at this point i guess it's just about being vigilant being aware of my surroundings always let somebody know where you are there's a feature on I think Uber or Lyft, one of those ride sharing where you can share your ride yes. with a friend. Yes. And I've definitely done that before. Um, you know, just make sure let people know where yeah. you're out. Like I know everybody wants to creep around sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's cool. And yeah, you can but have at least have one, one person. person. Not everyone needs to know the business. Right, but right. at least have one person know about your creep 
antics. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, let them know. I, even when my parents were out of town and I was staying home with them, like, my sisters are about to be 18. So, no, they didn't need, like, someone there, like, every moment of every day. But yeah. it's like they would go places with their friends on the weekends and they're all driving now and I'm like okay I'm not gonna be hovering I'm not gonna be super parental but and then I would get to the point of like anger because I want I'm so frustrated by the fact that you don't really understand like how quickly how in an instant things can just change you know like things can just go left so fucking quickly you know and you know, I don't know. It's just like, how do you make kids, young girls understand? Like, I, I'm not sure. I definitely went through that phase. I think it was post-grad when I came back home and I was like, ah, I'm grown. You know, I've been gone for four years and y'all didn't know what the fuck I was doing out there. So I don't have to update anyone now. Right. But me and like my whole family, like they got on my ass multiple times because I would just like leave and not tell anyone where I was going or not tell them when I'm coming home Mm -hmm. and back then I didn't see it as an issue but now I'm so angry with myself for even like putting that fear into my family (laughs) right stressing them out stressing them out yeah I mean, okay, getting back to Alexis, I I also think this is the prime example of when people are like, well, why didn't you say anything Mm -hmm. about being... Yeah. She did everything she was supposed to do. Right. The incident with the roommate's boyfriend happened... I don't remember the day. It happened maybe, I think, October 26th. She reported it October 27th. Right. She woke up and she's like, I don't know everything that happened. There was alcohol involved, blah, blah, blah. But still, she felt, she knew something went down that should not have happened. And that's exactly what you're supposed to do. And look at the result of her reporting so the next time you feel some type of way about someone not reporting or coming out years later know that there are reasons why victims of sexual assault don't say anything right there's actual fear there's death at stake right right and your homegirls watch your friends watch your motherfucking friends because this her and this girl had been friends since freshman year so it's it's so unbelievable to me and i'm just like what what was going through her roommate's head and like how did y'all come that's up some hater with this? ass shit is what it is that, or that's what it's just like maybe like. like brainwashing of her own or who knows if he was abusing her okay. or like you know right, what i mean you're right, like you're right I, the specifics just don't make sense so much so like i feel like for people i don't know i guess people can be like mentally unstable or people can like literally just have evil and hate in their hearts to to carry out a plan like this and to like hide it and play both sides of the fence like she didn't know what was going on (coughs) excuse me or maybe she was in a similar situation as her friend you know if that's the case that's really sad yeah setting I mean, the whole thing is sad. There's three young lives that are now gone because those two are going to jail for yeah. a very long time. Yeah, Alexis will never get to live out the rest of her life. Her family and she friends will never She was supposed to graduate her. in May. Yes, 
And yeah. she was studying criminal justice at that. It's just really unfortunate. And I just, I don't know. It, it didn't have to happen like this. None of this had to happen in the way it did, but it did. And I just, my, honestly, my thoughts and prayers are with her family. Yeah. I mean, when when the when it when it shakes out like this and it ends in the loss of a life it's like it wasn't even worth it no none of that was worth it uh rest in peace alexis rest in peace Where do we go from here? The living is never easy. The the living isn't easy and a lot of fucked up things happen. But can we talk about a real clown? A real, a whole ass clown. Is this your king? This is not my king. I mean, he's always kind of been along, like, treading the buffoonery waters to me anyway. Hello. We're talking about T.I. Clifford. Clifford Harris. The big red clown. Um, <laughs> why don't you read what he said about his daughter? So, T.I., this is now our pepper. He made this. I'm reading this from E! News. T.I. made the remarks during, during an episode of Ladies Like Us podcast earlier this week after co-host Nazanin Mandy and Nadia Moham asked the Grammy winner if he'd had the sex talk with his kids he replied have I we go Deja's 18 just graduated high school now she's attending her first year of college figuring out for herself and yes not only have we had the conversation we have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her hymen um yeah he he goes on to say after her birthday he puts a sticky note on her door gyno tomorrow 9 30 we'll go and sit down and the doctor will come and talk and you know the doctors maintain a high level of professionalism he's like well you know sir in order for me to share the information i say deja they want you to sign this so we can share the information is there anything you would not like me to know he also says, just check the hymen, please, and give me back my results Ugh. expeditiously. Ugh. I will say, as of her 18th birthday, her hymen is still intact. Bro, this is so fucked up on so many levels. This is like the nastiest thing. Yes. <laughs> so, like, where do we so even gross. begin to dissect this? Like there's there's so much to unpack here like (laughs) is your hymen still intact bro (laughs) okay but most notably like how uneducated are you about female anatomy hello what it means to have a hymen not have a hymen and also the myth of virginity and how that somehow places value on a woman's like favorableness and like whether they're worthy or not Mm. and also she's eight fucking teens so she's a grown woman of HIPAA hello HIPAA right which is why he was like signing the release papers but and then and then furthermore it's like T.I. this is your child like what are the processes that you do for your sons to make sure that they're still virgins 
No, oh, because it doesn't matter. A young man losing his virginity is a badge of honor. A young woman losing her virginity is somehow it's equates a scarlet to her, A. Yeah, somehow equates to her losing her value in right. some kind of way. Right. And that shit is disgusting to me because who do, who the fuck do you think these little boys are having sex with? Right. Grown women, but that's another story <laughs> for another time. Yeah. But um it's immediately I was just like number one not surprised because this is T.I. and he has been he's been low-key high-key problematic for a minute yeah and if anyone is following anything he says as law or like "Mm, that sounds like a great (laughs) idea then I'm side-eyeing you yeah honestly for sure for sure so I guess the takeaways here are your children are not your property. They're their own people. They're going to make the... Because I'm just like, what are you going to do if what if her hymen wasn't intact? intact? Like, what are, are you, you going to do? Her? <laughs> <laughs> are you going to lock her in a closet? Are you going to... Chastity on her? Right. <laughs> just confused. Like, what if she... And what if? And what, what if she if, wasn't a virgin? What if she now wasn't what? a virgin? Now what? Do you think less of her? Right. Right. Do you think she's gonna be a virgin forever? Is right. this is this maybe a pride thing? Do you not want anybody saying, "Yeah, I fucked Ti's daughter"? Is <sighs> that it? That's crazy to me. And also, yeah. So to circle back to this notion of virginity, anyway, like virginity and this idea that there is a an ideal way for a woman to come before. Or, not Not come come. (laughs) but for a woman to arrive at marriage you know what i'm saying like in a union as an untouched bride like it's it's all very it's all very very cringy it's so cringy because it's making me think of virginal equates to youthfulness yeah virginal equates to purity purity and then also just like when i think about my own journey to sex and sexual pleasure it's like how much of a disadvantage i was at because i grew up thinking like don't talk about sex don't masturbate be a virgin try to be a virgin for as long as you can and now i'm 30 like learning new things about myself every day because the the conversation was so dishonest it was just so it's so dishonest and it's it's not balanced between no. young men and women oh hell no. at all so it kind of it's just it's fucked up because the things that you're putting on young women also these boys are putting on them too so it's like if she's not a virgin then she's a hoe right but it's like your ass isn't a virgin either right. so we look at we us we this together we both hoes <laughs> I don't know. I um, it's I, boundaries, folks. Boundaries, and also it's, it's 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 reaching. It's definitely a controlling thing. Yeah. Um, from what I'm seeing, her response. Ti has not said anything further about this, mm-hmm. but Deja has been like liking tweets and stuff of people like in like saying, "Oh, that shit's fucked up," mm-hmm. or you know, whatever. Like. She's kind of on the other side. Yeah. Of, this is not and right. Like, and it regardless of whatever the context of the conversation was, mm-hmm. like I think in general a man talking about his young or his um 
daughter who is like journeying to womanhood or like coming into her own like for you to have an open discussion about her body her sexual choices and like her doctor's visits to complete strangers on public on like in a public forum for the whole it's just like you're you don't even respect her you don't even respect her i Ugh, I'm cringing it's right the now because I would that I've be heard in a while. so grossed out if my dad ever tried to talk to me about my hymen. <laughs> like if he ever was like, "Do you still think, have your hymen?" Like, I think I, think I would throw what? up on him. Okay, and then yeah, that's the other thing. Like, first of all, not everyone has a hymen intact to be. Not everyone with a vagina has a hymen. Yes. Not everyone will ever break their hymen, and some people or, or break it in a sexual act or break it in matter. a sexual act. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like, where's? <sighs> okay, I have a question for you. What was the conversation about sex that you had with your father? My father. I was just about to say that my father and I. Well, the, the sex talk generally was reserved for me and my mother. Yes. The one time my dad, the one time notable time that my dad spoke to me about sex was when I was still living at home. I want to say I was in ultrasound school and I was like home for the weekend or like they went out of town or something weird like that happened. And I had my boyfriend over. Oh we had sex in their house grown and he found out he found the condom (gasps) or like not a used one but like he found a condom somewhere in my room like under my bed or something my mom found it and my parents are but they're old school so they're from the notion of like everything in this house is mine like yeah i'm not not i'm not not going into any room because you think it's your bedroom yeah and my parents also when it was like spring cleaning time they used to do this thing where like in each room they would like very Marie Kondo like dump everything into the middle of the floor and sort through it so we've been out here sparking joy so like (laughs) it was a situation like that and I think while I was away my parents were trying to like get my room together or like go through the cleaning process they found the condom nervous (laughs) so my dad we were in the car it was so unexpected and he was just like so your mom found the condom in your room (gasps) just very matter of fact that he was like uh He's like, you know, you're grown. You could do what you want to do. He was like, but don't do it at my house. And like Fair. in the sense, like you were, you're you, not you, there. You I was were trying it. I was really trying it. Like <laughs> yeah. I was hella, and I, I could not. I could do nothing but have just respect his wishes. Like yeah. I'm glad it wasn't more than that. Like that was literally all he said. He was just like, uh, he actually said, I'm glad you're using protection. Oh, good for you. And, um, but yeah, he was just like, you're not going to be having sex at whatever. I was probably like 19 or 20. Yeah. You're not going to be having sex at 19 in my house, especially because my parents are very like devout Christians and they are believe in virginity. So it's like, if you're going to be sitting and hoeing, like, don't do it under my roof. (laughs) (laughs) So that was literally the only sex talk I ever had with my dad. 
the only sex talk I ever had with my dad also happened in a car. Uh-huh. <laughs> we. Uh, do you think it gives them something else to focus on? Yes. Like I think it's, it's like you, you don't have to make eye contact, right? Because you got to keep your eyes on yes. the road. Yeah. Um, I was. It was like my senior year of high school, maybe. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, just out of nowhere. Like, we were doing something real regular, like, going to the grocery store or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, you know, sex is not that big of a deal. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's happening. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was like, it's not that big of a deal. Guys are always going to want to have sex. Yeah. Don't feel... Like, you have to. Yeah. Because it's overrated. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he was like, yeah, well, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the conversation we had about sex. And that's fine. You know, like, I... I don't know how I would have received a more in-depth conversation about sex from my father. Only because he's not a very, like emotionally open or like in touch person anyway okay yeah, so like same. i think there are some fathers like i know of fathers who are very like in touch with their feelings and very like show love and affection to their kids and like that's the what's normal for them mm-hmm. so having maybe receiving a sex talk from that kind a of more father, emotionally available available father, father would have been i might have been open to that but I was like, this is fine. Like, we don't have to go any further than this. (laughs) I mean, the thing is, we're, this is now years later, and we both still remember these conversations. Yeah. So, and I feel like I've had the sex talk with my mom a million times. Yeah. Every time I was like, whatever, you know? (laughs) I think the first conversation I had about sex with my mom wasn't even about sex. It was about rape. Yeah. And she was just, and I was in like first grade and she was like, if anyone touches you here and here, that's bad. Well, I think that (laughs) that's kind of how it goes. Like the evolution of the sex talk is kind of twisted in so many ways. Like I would like to think that being a little bit more conscious and a little bit more in touch with my own body as an adult, if I were to have kids, I would like to think that the conversation about sex would be no different from the conversation about why you have to eat your vegetables at dinner. Like I would love there that. are so so there was, I would love it to be as common and not a stigmatized. Big, stigmatized. Yeah. yeah like, because people grown ups speaking myself included yeah. like we get really weird when like yeah. young kids but there's a reason for sex. that and this ti and what he said this is the reason why mm-hmm. it's like i'm supposed to think that sex or feeling sexual or thinking sexy thoughts is a bad thing <laughs> like i'm supposed to feel thought? a sexy thoughts like damn my vagina's tingling when i see this cute ass boy walking down the hallway like <laughs> that's a sexy thought you yeah. know and i can remember like having sexy thoughts having sexy thoughts and like writing se- sexy things in my journal <laughs> like before i even had sex like but yeah. i didn't know what to do with that stuff because i wasn't having healthy sexual conversations Mm. and a part of the reason why is because why we hold that in is because we're like 
inundated with this idea that you have to stay virginal, you have to stay pure, you can't give in to those sexy thoughts because it somehow <laughs> makes you a bad person. And that's so fucking not true. It's not true. You know? And so I'm just like, I would like hope for the future. Like even with my sisters, I try to like always let them know that the conversation um, the the floor is open to have the conversation and I know that they are getting very similar lessons that I was getting because we have the same fucking parents so Mm. it's like I know that they're being taught to stay virgins I'm doing lots of air quotes here stay virgins until they're married and to save themselves and to like you like you know like your dad said like not give into those pressures like there were conversations like that as well but I want to be able to have a conversation about masturbation with them like yeah. I want to have that conversation about how that's normal and like even your kinks and like your fetishes are normal things that's normal part of your desire and you should be able to like honor those things in a healthy way so when I talk to them especially because I know that my ideals are very different from their parents I never want to do this conflicting like don't listen to what your parents say that's not my place but I do just make it so that I'm speaking openly about my own sex life not inappropriately so but just like my own body and like like my own thoughts and beliefs and how I like honor pleasure and self care. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. I talk about those things, like they're normal topics of conversation so that if they ever, you're such a progressive big sister. (laughs) Well, like my sister would never fucking talk to me about masturbation ever on a, like in a million years. Like I would, and obviously like I want to know what they're thinking but I don't want to be intrusive so that's like that's the best way that I've been able to figure out because they still even with me because of society Mm -hmm. they still get weird and squirmy anytime the topic is brought up or someone says sex it's like their faces get all twisted up like you know what I learned the most about sex through this book that my mom had it was definitely made in the 70s uh-huh. and it was like basically everything you need to know about text but kind of geared toward children and yeah. in the book it talked about masturbation it talked about rape it talked about consensual sex it talked about homosexuality yeah it talked about not having sex yeah. it like broke down like diagrams like what happens to boys when they get aroused mm-hmm. and what happens to girls like I learned everything I needed to know from that mm-hmm. and I think maybe instead of my mom like explicitly telling me these things she's like here's this book right. and it was like a rite of passage like my sister got the book yeah like when she I guess she was like 13 or something like that mm-hmm. and then I got the book around that same age and that was also that I mean that's a good way of having the conversation without having like yeah i know what's in here i know what you're reading we're on the same page i mean i think that um i so you know you guys know i'm always talking about erica hart who's a sex educator queer activist and sex educator wow why don't you just marry her i would love to (laughs) but she's in i think a committed relationship with her boyfriend so with their boyfriend so but i take tips from her too like she'll do like cool like let's do a diagram of a vagina like let's talk about what each part of the vagina is Mm -hmm. like do you know your own anatomy? Do you even know what a fucking hymen is? You know what I'm saying? Do you know what, what it means to have one or not have one? You know, like all of these things. And like, 
I don't know. I think T.I. is disgusting. I, I mean, I think what it boils down to, any other... As a matter of fact, I one of my friends, he is a father of a little girl. Mm. She's like three. <laughs> married. And he, um, he was like... I may say a lot of problematic shit, but I just don't agree with this. Like, right. I never want my daughter to be afraid to tell me some stuff right. so that I have to, like, go seek out this information. Right, right. Like, I respect her privacy enough. I just want her to tell me, like, if she needs something, right. like, if she needs condoms. Like, I just want to make sure that she's safe and that she's healthy. Right. I don't give a fuck if she, if her hymen is there or not. Right basically and i was like you know what maybe this is where the disconnect will come from Mm -hmm. like there are a lot more of us that are woke in that sense like there's been a lot of sex talk as of lately and i think some men are definitely coming around like yeah I think it's fucking weird that you're thinking about your daughter's sexuality that strongly that you want to make sure that she's still a virgin or still has her hymen uh, instead of worrying about is is she healthy right you know, is like she having safe sex if it, she having consensual sex exactly like, like there's more to like yes we were concerned about her sexual health because it's a part of her health but not about her virginity yeah like, make sure she's good right right um yeah you get a real big old lemon squeezy for that one <laughs> I just, or it was a pepper it was, it a, was pepper, a lemon pepper but honestly. I mean most peppers are lemon peppers I just whatever respect I have for T.I. like like I said a couple episodes ago there's a lot of things that I go hard for and when it comes to sexual health and just wellness don't don't do that to your child like where's the trust i'm never gonna want to fuck with you again if anything i might even feel weird towards you because you're on some creep shit that's some creep shit that's 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 creepy it's it's crossing a boundary that you don't even know you're supposed to have which is creepy tell me something good let's talk Uh, about wet things wet things Oh, uh, so there was news of, uh, this is not Atlanta related, but there was, I know, I'm sorry. Um, there was news of, let's see, when did this happen? (laughs) It's happened since we last were here. So, a hundred years ago, copy. (laughs) So a few churches in Atlanta, or I'm sorry, in Chicago, um, banded, banded together to raise money to wipe out medical debt for some of its uh, community members. And I think it says, so I'm reading this off of The Root, a group of churches serving the Cook County community has banded together to buy and then forgive the medical debt of 5,888 wow. families in need. Um, families receiving the gift will get envelopes with RIP medical debt on them. And this is all like right before the holidays. So probably going to give a ton of people relief. Um, there's a little statistic here that says like three fourths, uh, three fourths of all bankruptcy cases by like civilian people in America are due to medical debt. That's really awful. Yeah. So um, that's really fucking cool. Five thousand eight hundred and eighty-eight families. Think of the relief. Yeah, 
<laughs> the relief it it really makes me sad when people with um like cancer and other other potentially death causing diseases have to go fund me for treatment yeah yeah you know yeah uh it's really wild out here but you know it's and it's crazy to me that the charitable like that charitable bone in people is just so low and so guarded that people like taxation of the wealthiest people in america is such a problem when you have people that are literally like losing their homes losing their jobs like dying because Can i they just can't get a little crumb afford a crumb yeah like help my whole life or not my personally but people who are actually in yeah in need and it's like call it socialist call it the robin hood theory call it whatever you want i just can't i can't see within myself granted i have never been a multimillionaire or billionaire for that matter but i just don't see it for myself to be a person that's like yeah there's we're a few rich people and the majority of people are like really living below the poverty line or like can't afford these like basic needs can't afford insulin can't afford like their dialysis treatments and things like that it's like what what are you what am i doing yeah Yeah. (laughs) do i really need this private jet do i really need three private jets do i need a private island i mean yeah i do but (laughs) <laughs> right. I can also help some people while I'm out here on my right. island. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that all rich people don't do charitable things. But what I do know is that the people who, especially here in the States, who have the majority of the wealth, it's a few, a few rich white people can generally, if banded together, wipe out these kinds of like debts and issues and for a lot of people who did this in chicago was it one person or no a few, people? A few churches oh mm. <coughs> we'll be getting life-changing gifts just in time for the holidays the clearing of their medical debt a group of churches serving cook county community yeah that is definitely what that's a what yeah that's really impressive but you know it's the power of community and organization and banding together it's like y'all already know that's the shit kanye need to be doing right since he's such a christian right use some of that money that you have to actually help people right right that's um, a what what's your what i had a personal what and it just i guess it just kind of covers the last few months of life uh-huh. have been personally wet as fuck. Really? Let's yes. hear more. Go on. <laughs> I mean, I think I think something has switched for me and I'm just living in a sense of undying gratitude. Manifestation yes. all over the place. Yes. Positive positive vibes good vibes you know the fucking vibes bitch (laughs) you know the fucking vibes just you know and i don't even know if this happened intentionally or if it was just like i it was just time the leveling up is just Mm. my time has come okay to change some shit for myself and like there is really something to say about surrounding your 
yourself with people who have only the best intentions for you. Yep. Because that will just make you want to be a better person by default. I agree. I think that that's a lesson you can only learn through like trial and error and like doing it for yourself. Like I remember my mom telling me like, hang out with the smart kids in school. Like hang out with the kids Let who are studying. off on you. Yeah. Like hang out with the kids who are making the grades that you want to make. And it's no different in adulthood. Like hang out with people, surround yourself with people who are like-minded on the same path as you trying to go somewhere, trying to, be upwardly mobile yes. like it definitely definitely makes a difference and i can feel i'm not saying that i have it all together by any means okay, like who does right <laughs> but i can definitely feel and i don't know if it's just like when you do get older you start to become a little bit more conservative of like your energy and how much output there is so I can yes. definitely feel when I'm around someone that's just like taxing as fuck. I'm just yes. like, oh, I gotta get out. I gotta get out of here. You know, like I just got to get away from you because you're bringing me the fuck down. Yeah, and it and it's it's just that simple. I think in recent times I've had one or two run-ins with somebody that was not matching my vibes. Mm. They weren't matching my frequency. (laughs) Like, none of that shit. And it, like, it sounds very, like, crunchy to say, but it's real as fuck. Like, we're just not... No. It's not working. Yeah. And And then to go from that, like, being in the interaction cut short. Like, abrupt, I don't... There's nothing more for me to do We've here. done everything we need to yeah. do here. Thank you for your time. Right. And then to be around people who fill you up, who, like, add to the positivity, mm-hmm. who add to your motivation. It's just like, oh, I love you. Yeah. Like, thank you. Like, this is what I need. Like, this is the kind of energy I want to harness. Not necessarily take from you, right. but I just need right. that in right. my life. But it is—it's a reciprocal exchange. Like yeah. I think there are the moments when I mean, like even I can speak even about our relationship. I know, like there's times when I may be on a low, and you're like right there to amp me right back up, yeah. and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you need those people to like pour into you so you can do the same for them. Yes. Yeah, and. I don't know. It's just it's just been very lucrative. I think it's definitely. I, am a <laughs> I definitely think it's. Continue your mess. I definitely think it is like. It's just making me think about things differently. Yeah. Like being I, more selective, more intentional. Being more selective, intentional is a great word. Um, also being okay with relationships that no longer serve you (laughs) that is that's probably really really hard but it's like you can wish someone well from afar like just because we're not previously our connection was you know you know on a different level like we were very close whatever whatever but it's not there anymore. Right. Some things run its course and it is what it is. There there doesn't have to be ill intention behind it. Mm-hmm. It's just we, where I'm going separate paths. We not going together. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're over it's parallel but it's not the same right you know and I don't know I guess I'm just feeling very grateful for the people in my life that do add positively and do motivate me to do better for myself and like want better for myself and are just you know bringing the vibes (laughs) you know the fucking vibes you know the fucking vibes um yeah man that's such a good place to be it's such a good realization to have it's like just so necessary to growth i think like just like we were saying like when you're young and you you feel like you're it's you against the world a lot of times but you will eventually start to learn like you gotta have a solid team you have to have a solid team like sure you could try to do this shit by yourself yeah but it's much better when you got people like on the same way right as you right right and so if we're gonna be like gracious i definitely think you're one of those people for me (laughs) we had a conversation the other day when we were talking about literally buying property also shout out to lissandra like i'm very much so like "Mm, no i'll just do this yeah but it's nice to have people like you can do that yeah but but you can also do this yeah and it'll, it'll be way better right and right. I and I love that. I just think that's so right. dope. Right. It, it's like sometimes you ha- sometimes it helps to have those people that see your potential before you can even realize it for yes. yourself. Like and to like make you think twice like, oh, OK, well, maybe maybe I can do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like most things that I've accomplished in my life when I look after I'm on the other side and like I'm on the other side of the mountain, I'm like, damn, like that was all I had to do. Or like it wasn't as hard as I thought or it yes. wasn't as unattainable as I thought it would be. You know you what can, I mean? Th- this is circling back to what we said. Like you can literally have everything you want. That's you so. can do everything you want. It Nothing is too unattainable for anybody i mean some some journeys will be harder than others Facts. not saying that's just gonna be easy but you can literally have anything that you want to have in Facts. this life yeah and that's the type of shit i'm on <laughs> that shit over there i want that it's mine yeah and i'm gonna like, have what? it what is it that you want <laughs> um that little uh horse thing over there <laughs> those records maybe i don't know um, all of that shit no, i want I it that, that's the energy in q4 going into 2020 like and we're here it's the end it's the end i'm not with the fucking decade talk like y'all can get that shit off my timeline the decade Actually, talk is stressing me out because i was like what was i doing the right years like, ago was i time is a social construct and who gives a shit right, like i mean i understand like denoting markers but it's like 10 years ago i was literally like a child i, I was 20 i mean i was a baby you know what i'm saying yeah like, and i didn't care about a decade, the decade marker <laughs> is like I mean, she that was that 2009. Yeah, I was trying to get the fuck out of college. Yeah, what I was trying to do. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't exactly. care about a decade at all. So uh, anyway, I just you know your decade starts and ends whenever you fucking want it to. Honestly, yeah, same New Year's as well. I 
count my new year on my birthday is yeah. when I'm like, okay, not the clock has turned over. Like yes. now we're starting some new shit. Right, right, right. So get your get and your affairs in order, Blanca. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, side note, weeds is coming back. Is it coming back? Weeds is coming okay, back. Okay, I didn't dream that. I think I saw that. Weeds is it's gonna be called Weeds Four Point Two O. Obviously. Duh. Okay, so and it's, it's picking cast. up like year. Yeah. Mary Louise Parker is involved. I don't know about Genji Cohen, but Mary will be. Wow. What was her name? Nancy Botwin. Nancy Botwin. That was my shit. That was my shit. That was my shit for sure. I feel like I had a couple of like DVDs of that. Yeah, you did. The last season wasn't that great, but. That would be one that I would go back and watch. I might start I don't that think again that tonight. I ever have re-watched a show, to be honest. Mm, did you ever watch Breaking Bad? No. Okay. Not interested in, like, uh, even a little bit. That's fine. I'll never watch it again. Oh. Okay. And I haven't watched the movie. It was just too emotionally taxing on me. It was just, it was, it was a stressful-ass show. It, I'm not trying to do all that. Nah, I don't think you'd like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Anyway, what else? Anything else? I've had the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Y'all need to settle down. It's, it's fine. Good. Yeah. I've I, had it twice. I've had it twice in like two weeks. Hello. <laughs> you can have. It's attainable. I had it months ago. Yeah, and yeah. Not, my life has not changed because of the Popeye's chicken sandwich. But y'all are low-key doing too fucking much. Y'all are doing too much. What is this? Is this Stop. some sort of brainwashing scheme? Because you know, niggas like chicken. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to go there, but the real everybody likes chicken. The real takeaway with the Popeye's chicken sandwich is the same Popeye's chicken. Like the chicken itself is not new or different. No. Like it's if you've had the tender, you've had the sandwich. But the bun is like a the Hawaiian. <laughs> no, is it? Yeah, it's like I a didn't Hawaiian get that vibe. sweet bun. It's like a Hawaiian roll. I literally just what ate it. What did you have? <laughs> the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I feel like it's the sauce. The sauce? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll talk more about this off air. But I think ultimately, like, they need to formulate, like, a dinner roll made of the same bun ingredients. Okay. And replace the biscuit. And oh. then we can get all of our chicken sandwich goodness on a regular. We can talk about it yeah. then. Um, yeah. I, I don't know when I'll have another Popeye's chicken sandwich, but I do know that Chick-fil-A is always available except on Sunday. And <laughs> I can get a, another good chicken sandwich right right there chick-fil-a is good yeah i don't know who's the winner for me honestly i don't know either um anything else uh no i don't have anything else but this you know the fucking vibes 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 but anyways <laughs> that <last> All right. <laughs> you guys can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Lemon Pepper Wet, on Instagram at Lemon Pepper Wet Pod. Christina, what's your Instagram? My personal Instagram is C D O T Andrews, and that's 
That's where I am. <laughs> and mine is at Bethane the Drug. And yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.